Welcome to the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Popel, and if you're a regular listener to the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast, you know it's all about books, writing, and literary culture. But today, we start something new, something different. Now, as we get started, I want to acknowledge that two SER broadcasts from the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation that I record on the lands of the Darug and the Gunungurra people. I want to acknowledge the traditional owners of those lands, pay my respects to their ongoing connection to their lands. These are unceded lands and treaty has never been made in Australia. Now, every week you're tuning in for Final Draft, you're going to hear a conversation with a new author about a new book, a way to discover more. But of course, I'm limited in how many of these conversations I can bring to you and there are so many more books, so many that I never get to cover. Like, what to do? Well, there are so many great podcasts out there that I thought, wouldn't it be nice if we could discover more? I think there's probably enough. Like, if you wanted to listen to a book conversation a day, they're out there. But where do you find them? And that's what this new segment is all about. Here on Final Draft, we are going to be bringing you some of the best podcasts about books. And we're starting off today, I'm going to be joined by Danny V. Danny V is a Sydney-based podcaster talking about all sorts of books. And she is the host of Words and Nerds. It is an incredibly popular podcast. And Danny is just a, a vibrant, incredible personality. So join me today for this new segment. Hasn't even got a name yet on Final Draft as we speak to Danny V about the Words and Nerds podcast. Many of you know that Final Draft has an iteration as a podcast, but sometimes one book a week just isn't enough. Now, do you know there are so many incredible books and so many incredible book podcasts out there that we decided to start a new segment I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but I do know that I have my first guest on the line from the Words and Nerds podcast. I want to welcome Danny V. Danny, hello. The first guest on the podcast on this special segment. This is blowing my mind. The first guest on the radio show podcast about podcasts on the radio, <laughs> something like that. That is a mouthful. I'm very, very excited to be here. If you've listened to the podcast, I get excited a lot because what else would you do in life? Your podcast is just so infectious and I love the energy. I think for anyone who just wants to do like a little poison taste, listening to the first, I think it's sort of 30 or thirty to 60 seconds, your guests just vibing energy out and their love for books um, it's so incredible and it's so varied. I mean, like, how do you how do you describe words and nerds to people? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I try and make it conversational because when I started, I had literally no idea what I was doing, but I always follow my gut and I always would rather learn on the go and try not to drown rather than master something and go into it. I mean, where's the challenge in that? So it, it came about conversationally by accident because that's what I was doing, having a conversation with people. But it turned out that people really like proper, authentic conversation. So hopefully that's what it is. I, hopefully sometimes it's humorous and we, we get a bit ridiculous, but I always let the guest lead the vibe, you know. So if they're infectious and excited, I'm going to match that. But if they want a more serious low-key chat, 
that's quite hard for me, but I'll do that as well. So, and like you said, it's varied. I'm not genre specific. I talk about kids' books and crime and memoirs and literary fiction, whatever, because I just love books. But I just think it's important to bring new voices into the world and voices that are okay to be vulnerable, that are okay to learn and unlearn and just talk about the writing process. So we have a lot of content on the Words and Nerds uh, podcast. I think content is king and I have a lot of spin-offs. So people doing takeovers and spin-offs because surely people would definitely be sick of my voice if I did all of the episodes. So I've tried to get other people to create content for a bit of interest, you know, keep it, keep it fresh. Danny makes a good point there. Do write in, tweet us at Final Draft 2SER. If you are sick of my voice, we can do more takeovers. Um, <laughs> there are so many books out there in the world, though. Like, do you have a philosophy on bringing books and book conversations to the readers who are tuning in? It's really interesting about the philosophies. I'm not sure if I've sort of nutted that out, but... What I like to do is that it's always more than a book, you know. It's more than a book because it came from somewhere dark or deep inside yourself. Even if it's a fun kid's book, you know, it comes from that, you know, awe of childhood and that naivety. So I always think there's more to the book than the book. It's the person behind the book. It's the conversation behind the book and it's the experiences that have driven them to write this. And I actually find writing for children really interesting because people want to go back to that joy. I mean, everyone knows the really difficult few years we've had, you know, but I'm not even going to mention its name <laughs> with what we continue to experience. And I think people just want a bit of joy. And I really hope the podcast is that 30 minutes of space where you can put all the hard things aside and just listen to a really cool conversation about someone else's experiences. And we talk about, you know, I've talked about, I accidentally talked about anxiety on the podcast podcast I have an anxiety disorder and I was you know kind of just sitting with it very quietly and then it just sort of came out in a conversation it was very freeing you know I thought now I felt like it owned me a bit less and so then I thought well I think it's good I think being vulnerable is a strength I think growing up in my 20s I thought vulnerability was a weakness but I've only just realized that it's actually a strength and so when you say that to people then they become vulnerable with you and so you just have these real awesome conversations and I always say to people don't sit next to me at a wedding because I'm not going to ask you what you do I'm going to say, what are you afraid of? Tell me. <laughs> and, and what are you reading? And what are you reading? Of course. That <laughs> will lead into that. <laughs> I love I love this vibe and it, it really feels like it's going to marry with the way people are reading books and getting immersed, getting – I mean, we, we talk about reading and I know many of the writers we are both talking to talk about writing being a solitary pursuit. And here in podcast land, we have a, a moment to bring a little bit of community to it. Absolutely. And it is the best community, the book community. I just cannot explain how supportive, how celebratory they are. And that is my vibe. You know, there are so many cynics in the world. Why not be the cheerleader? Because I think there's enough room for everyone because not everyone's going to like book A. Book B might be their jam. So that's okay, you know, but I think people just need to read more basically. (laughs) But There's room and space for all of us. And, you know, if the book community, I say this a lot, if the world was like the book community, wow, we'd be living a joyful, peaceful, supportive existence, I think. So to that, do you have like a favourite moment, whether it's a maybe an episode that you're recommending people to start off with or even just a favourite moment with an author that gives a flavour of Words and Nerds? 
It's really interesting because I like the flavor to be varied, but I'll, I've got to say the person that matches the ridiculous enthusiasm I often have to try and curb to, you know, represent like as a, you know, stable person um, would be Trent Dalton. So he always matches. He's been on three or four times and he always matches that energy. And so when we get together, it's like blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's quite it's, I listen back and I'm like, wow, we just it sounds like we had lots of red cordial. So that is one of the vibes. Another person I love speaking to is um, Gabriel Bergmosa. He's a fabulous crime writer. And again, we just go off on these tangents and we forget that we're having an interview. And people will say to me quite often, oh, I kind of forgot that this was being recorded because it's just a really natural conversation. And then, you know, you're winning. You know, I always prepare nine questions out of respect for the book and the author, but I love it when I never get to them. <laughs> we just go on these amazing tangents. So, yeah, but then um, I did a spin-off with author Adrian Beck. This was his little brainchild, uh, Publishing Insider. So that was something a little bit different where we talked to literary agents and we talked to publishers and we talked to booksellers and literary festival organisers to really get a behind-the-curtain, if you like, insight into the publishing industry. So if that's you, when you're an aspiring writer or you're a writer and you want to know more about that stuff, every episode, Adrian and I were like, oh my God, how did we not know that? Like, this is an amazing insight. So we kind of did it for ourselves, but um, it really found an audience because, you know, I think so often we, we get this beautiful, shiny book from, you know, the bookstore. And then we see the beautiful post with the author at this book event. And it's like magic, you know, which is wonderful because books are magic. But it's really interesting just to raise that curtain a little bit and go what happens behind that and tell us about, you know, all the little steps and years it takes to get that magical book on the shelf. And it's it's fascinating. That is, and, and isn't that stuff just You've already mentioned how revelatory it is. I mean, even I was reading, people might be familiar with the new publication, The Sunday Paper, and there's a little bit at the end where the typesetter is talking about typesetting. Right? Holy, so interesting. Holy heck, this was this had to do with the way the typesetting actually was going to represent the politics of this publication. And that was just like unexpectedly amazing jam just like yeah. you know i could have i could have read a book about it yeah um, it's yeah. really interesting and you don't realize how deeply and how much thought and how much process goes into creating a book you know i remember jack heath put on his uh social pages that there were too many like the i you know i did this i did that down one page down the side of the margin and so it looked weird and so we had to sort of change the text and so it looked better and you think you never noticed that but that's that's what it is you know if it's seamless and you're not noticing they've done a great job right mm, mm. so i mean look you've already pulled back the curtain a little bit and you know i we don't want to show them exactly how the sausage is made so to speak <laughs> but if we could talk a little bit more like just the process and have a bit of fun with it i mean i know when i'm preparing for radio there's a lot of editing that goes into a 30 minute show and the podcast yeah. is a space to give a little bit more do you have any like weird funny outtake moments and do they make it to air? <laughs> it really depends on the author whether they make it to air or not. Sometimes they'll drop an F-bomb or say something they really don't want in the public sphere and they'll text me the next day or that night and say, oh, can you not put that in? I always honour it because I think, you know, we all say stupid stuff when we're comfortable and it's a good sign that they're comfortable, you know. But I've had um, an author attacked by pigeons on their balcony. <laughs> 
I thought that was funny. I'm sorry, Arthur. <laughs> I've been interrupted by kids, dogs, thunder. Um, there was one thunderstorm. Lucky it was a crime novel where I had to put a blanket over my head because it was just crashing through. And I said, I think it was JP, JP Pomade. And I just went, you know what? It's cool. You write crime. It kind of, it's kind of fitting. <laughs> so the other thing, um, the other outtake that was quite funny, and some of it made it in, was I spoke to Paul Cleave, crime writer, a massive fan of his work, and he's a very dark writer. Um, but we just, and you never know with crime writers because they're very um, funny, but in a kind of satirical kind of way. But he was just hilarious. And we just lost it and probably giggled for about four minutes. Mm. And I thought, how boring is this going to be for the listener? <laughs> So I, I did cut that back, but it's just cool when you can just have a really good time with someone and just, you know, forget your recording and just, you know, find the joy in life. Because I always think, you know, the ratio of mundane to joy that you do in your life, you know, sitting in traffic, having to make dinner, you know, having to mow the lawn, those kind of mundane chores, you've got to even it up, even up the balance and add more joy so it's more 50-50 and not 80-20. <laughs> I need to know if, if it was Josh Pomara you were speaking to when the storm, like, yeah, were you talking about the last guests? Because there is a scene <laughs> where you could just like, how could I not organise this storm better? <laughs> it wasn't the last guest. It was one of his first novels, one of his earlier novels, but it would have been fitting for all of them, I think. I, I mean, the last guest has a brilliant in right? moment. Do you ever want to stay in anyone's house ever again? Um, like, <laughs> there's no correct answer to that. No, not. <laughs> All right, so we're we're pulling back the curtain a little bit, but like making podcasts is only the small part of what we're talking about. It's really about the books. It's really about the reading, and you're a professional reader. Um, and our 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 listeners need something. I need to ask you a question. I don't want to scandalize you. I mean, what? if you feel uncomfortable. You a don't scandalous have to, question? You don't I have know. to answer. Oh, wow. I have, I have a, a question that the people need an answer to. Oh, I am nervous. Is it okay? Is it okay to not finish a book? Oh, this is a scandalous question, Andrew. It's a very scandalous question. Um, I think I may have touched on that slightly when I said you've got to even up the mundane joy ratio. So I'm a true believer that all books are wonderful, but not all books are for you. Mm. So I think, hell yes, it's absolutely fine to read a couple of chapters and go, this isn't for me. But you know what? Don't just let it sit and rot on your shelf. Think of who it is for. You know, it might be for your neighbour or your sister or your mum or whoever, or put it in a street library. I've got a street library out the front of my house. So the books that I'm not vibing with for whatever reason, and it's usually me, whether it's my mood or I've read something similar before or whatever reason it is, it's not because it's a bad book. It's because it's not for me at that particular time. I will make sure I book gift that to someone who is going to appreciate it. So it's absolutely, yes, it's okay not to finish a book, as scandalous as that may be, um, but it's not okay to let the book sit and rot on your shelf. You've got to give it to someone who will love it because there's enough books and enough people in the world that everyone can find their soulmate book. I mean, I'm hearing you here, and I think it's, it's, about, it's about time and place. Like, I mean, even a book yeah. that's not for you right now might be for you later. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or a book that was for you now, you'll find something new a bit later. Okay, I need to double down a little bit. Have you ever been like 200, 300 pages through a book and then just been like, yeah, that's enough. I don't, I don't need to know what happens. Yep. 
I think I have finished books in one night because I've been on the edge of my seat and I can't just, I cannot leave the book. I need to know what happens. Sometimes I've gotten in a couple of chapters and I've gone, this book isn't for me, then I'm going to give it to my mum because she'll love it. And sometimes, yeah, I've gotten to 200 pages and again, did that again, book gifted it to someone else because it's not that it's a bad book. It's just not that book for me at that time. And I look, I don't think there's any shame in it. I just think life's too short. I try and squeeze a lot into every single day of my life so I can be productive and talk to you and do cool things. So if you're not vibing anything, and that's not just books, you know, that's food, that's your company, that's everything. If you're not vibing it, life is too short. So make sure we all have to sit in traffic sometimes, of course, but even up that mundane joy ratio, that's, that's my, that's, that's all I've got for you, Andrew, even up the mundane joy ratio. I mean, I think you've taken a load off a lot of people's shoulders though, because I, I have this conversation quite a lot. I actually have a friend who has mentioned on at least a couple of occasions that I changed her she, I think she says changed her life, which I'm going to take. I'm going to take that. Yeah, take when, it, take it. When I told her it was okay not to finish books and that helped her become a reader again. Oh, I love that. Yeah, there should be no guilt in reading and reading is meant to be joyful. It's meant to, you know, it's a meditative state. You know, they say after eight minutes of reading, it's like meditation. So if you're feeling stress and guilt, you've lost all those pleasurable things about a book. And also, you know, they say the more books you read, it actually changes and rewires your brain. Like I find that amazing. So make sure your brain is being rewired to how you want it to be rewired. So read what is your vibe, read what you feel. I mean, that's the best thing about a book. You you learn, you can see through the eyes of other people. It makes you feel stuff, you know, the best books. You remember the plot, yeah, but you remember how they make you feel. Mm. Danny, it is so great to be chatting. I mean, I have a, a tiny suspicion we could probably talk books all day. <laughs> yeah, all but- night. I put away the whole night for you, Andrew, so we got till midnight. <laughs> We could, well, we've got all the book scandal questions. We could talk about what's coming up. But I, I need people to then go and actually discover Words and Nerds. But before we, get to, before we get to all the important parts where Words and Nerds exist, I also believe I could have an excuse to in, uh, invite you back in a few months' time. You are not just a podcaster. You are publishing a book. Can you give me just a little hint? Oh, I can. It's um, it's a picture book, My Extraordinary Mum, and I'm a mother of two young children, uh, seven and nine, and it was just really important to me, and I'll try and be quick, but I'm really bad at being quick. But I feel like when you become a mother, you become a mother, you know, and all the other things fall away, and I always see in mainstream media or in a lot of texts and films, the mother is the one who's pulling the fun dad into line, who's putting the sunscreen on everyone. She's very sensible, and she's holding the family together, and that's great, but that's not all we are. And I just think women are more interesting than that. I think we have many different facets of our personality. And so I wanted to write a book, a joyful book about a mother who is still nurturing and still wonderful, but she rock climbs and she skinny dips and she rollerblades and she is hell cool. And I thought, you know, this is what women are. We are interesting. We are not just boxed down into this tiny, you're a mother now, just, you know, go and watch a daytime television. You know, we are interesting. And so I really wanted to bring that. And you know, I haven't seen that a lot. And every time I, I speak to, you know, a mother about it, they always talk about, wow, I really had to 
carve something out for myself so I could get my identity back. And you do lose your identity a little bit when you have kids. And that's fine because, again, you immerse yourself in that. But as they get older, sometimes it's a struggle to really find out who am I again? And that's why I started the podcast. You know, I was having great conversations, which I loved with my newborns, but I did need something else. And so I carved out this space and, you know, I thought there could be two people listening and that's okay because I need to carve out a space to do something for me. And turns out 35,000 listeners a month. I don't know where they're all coming from. (laughs) That is fantastic. That is so incredible. And I mean, if you're listening, maybe think about getting a copy for your mum. Maybe get a copy for your dad. Like, I think maybe some dads need to hear some, need to hear yeah, some of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can pre-order at Larrikin House or you can just wait till August. You'll see me. I'll be like glitter. I'll be everywhere. You won't be able to get rid of me. <laughs> uh, Danny, I mean, look, normally I'd be telling people what time to tune in and like, but this in radio... Podcast you can discover, you can go to wordsandnerds.com. That's words, A-N-D, nerds, although I do like an ampersand. Um, and on all the amazing podcast platforms, Danny V from Words and Nerds, thank you for joining me on Final Draft. Thank you, Andrew. I had an absolute blast. Could do another two hours if you want. That's it for this great conversation with Danny V. Danny is the host of the Words and Nerds podcast, and this is our new show feature where you get to discover the best book podcasts that are out there in podcast land. It doesn't even have a name yet. Like if you have an idea for what we should be calling our book podcast segment, maybe send us a, send us a note. You can reach me finaldraft at 2SER.com or just anywhere on the socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, even on Facebook still. Uh, just look for at Final Draft 2SER. Great Conversations is recorded on the lands of the Darug and the Gunungurra people. The show is produced and presented by Andrew Popel. I usually say subscribe and there's a new great conversation every week, but we are maxing it out. You are going to get new conversations throughout the week. There's going to be the book club. There's going to be author interviews. There's going to be podcast features. I've even got a few more ideas. So this is a great time to subscribe. It means so much new book content in your ears, on your phone, wherever you listen every week. I'm Andrew Popel. It's so great joining you again. Till we meet again, happy reading. Bye for now.